Hey guys, this is Everything Missing or Murdered Podcast. My name is Andrea. This is part two of the Zodiac. I honestly think it's unsolved um, because nobody has come out and said that it's, yes, this is definitely solved. Not saying you're going to arrest somebody that's probably no longer alive, but you can still get information and figure it out. You know what I mean? Like it's been so long. I don't understand why it's not solved. Um, mainly probably because there isn't a whole lot of evidence that you can go to a particular person. Um, but it's a lot and I think it still needs to be talked about. All right. On March 22nd, 1970 in Modesto, California, 22 year old Kathleen Johns was on highway 132. She worked at a mental hospital in San Jose and was going home to San Bernardino to see her mom. Her mom was sick. She had her daughter in the car that was 10 months old. It was nighttime and a car was behind her flashing their lights and honking their horn. Uh, Kathleen ends up pulling over. A man gets out of his car and comes to her car. He told her that her right wheel was wobbling and he said he would help her tighten it up so she wouldn't get into an accident. She agreed to this and did what he said he was going to do and drove off. The wheel fell off right away and she had to stop. The man circled around and offered to give her a, a ride to a gas station um, and Kathleen agreed to this. He drove by a lot of gas stations without stopping. She asked why he wasn't stopping and he would change the subject. I mean, I don't even understand. <laughs> I cannot imagine how terrifying this would be, especially since you have your kid with you. He drove for an hour and a half on back roads. He stops at an intersection. She takes her daughter and jumps out and runs to a f somewhere to hide. The man does call out to her, but it's not really known if he got out and looked for her, but he eventually drives away. Kathleen Johns gets a ride to a police station in Patterson and gave her statement. She described this man as 5'9", 160 pounds with short dark hair, wore glasses, and had on dark clothing. Kathleen managed to see a wanted poster for the man who killed Paul Stein and said that this man she saw was or that she was in the car with matched the description on the wanted poster. The police went to look for Kathleen's car. Get this. They did find it, but it was wrecked and set on fire. So was this the Zodiac that did that or did a random person decided to torch a car? I, I don't know. Paul Stein's brother talked to reporters and said like he was going against the zodiac saying come and get me he wanted to get this get at the zodiac and i don't blame him um and march on that march 22nd 1970 night the same night that kathleen was abducted paul and joe's uh, paul's sister was threatened by a man on the road as well this car pulls up behind her and flashes their headlights then the car goes alongside her and points at one of her tires. This happened before Kathleen was abducted. And Paul's sister didn't give in to this man and got away. On April 20th, 1970, the San Francisco Chronicle got another letter. This is a Zodiac speaking. By the way, have you cracked the last cipher I sent you? It had 13 characters from the words, my name is. He talks about explosion that happened on February 16th at Golden Gate Park that killed a police sergeant and harmed other officers. I am mildly serious as to no, as to how much money you have on my head now. I hope you do not think that I was the one who wiped out that blue meanie with a bomb at the cop station, even though I talked about killing school children with one. 
It just wouldn't do to move in on someone else's territory. But there is more glory in killing a cop than a Sid because a cop can shoot back. I have killed 10 people to date. It would have been a lot more except that my bus bomb was a dud. I was swamped out by the... And then ran we had a while back. He gave a diagram on how the death machine is supposed to work. P.S. I hope you have fun trying to figure out who I killed. Zodiac 10, SFPD 0, which is, he's tallying up his victims. So who was the three people he killed? They didn't take claim to that bombing, and there was only apparently one person that died. So, <clears throat> no idea. Maybe not killed, but 10 victims. Because... He has six victims, but he didn't kill all six of those people that are confirmed. <clears throat> the Zodiac would continue to send letters and tally how many people, but there was not a lot of information he was giving out. On April 28, 1970, the Zodiac sent a Jolly Roger greeting card to the San Francisco Chronicle. I hope you enjoy yourselves when I have my blast. He signed with a crosshair symbol he wanted everyone to know his plans for this bus bomb and people needed to wear Zodiac buttons on their clothes. On June 26, the Chronicle got another letter. This is the Zodiac speaking. I have become very upset with the people of San Fran Bay Area. They have not complied with my wishes for them to wear some nice Zodiac buttons. I promised to punish them if they did not comply by annihilating a full school bus. He spelled the bus with two S's. But now school is out for the summer, so I punished them in another way. I shot a man sitting in a parked car with 38, Zodiac 12, SFPD 0. There was a San Francisco officer named Richard Radich um, who was killed on June 19, 1970. He pulled a car over to write a citation, and another car came up to him, and he was shot in the head with a 38 caliber pistol. This case is still unsolved. The Zodiac gave a Philip 66 roadmap of the San Fran Bay area where Mount, where Mount Diablo was. The Zodiac's cross-haired symbol was drawn there and the numbers 0, 3, 6, and 9. There was also a 32-character cipher that apparently had a location of a bomb that was hidden, but that was never solved. On July 24, 1970, another letter was sent to the San Francisco Chronicle. This is the Zodiac speaking. I am rather unhappy because you people will not wear some nice Zodiac buttons. So I now have a little list starting with the women plus her baby or excuse me, woman plus her baby that I gave a rather interesting ride for a couple of hours one evening a few months back that ended in my burning her car when I found them. He made more threats that didn't give any clues or more details. I mean, obviously we know that that woman that he was talking about. We know that that was her. But other than that, there was no more details of anything else. On July 26, 1970, another letter to the San Francisco Chronicle. This letter was four pages long. I won't read it at all. It didn't contain anything huge in it anyways. But the part I will say, the Zodiac said he killed 13, but paraphrased a song from the Mikado. It's a comic opera. He changed the lyrics to include a a little list of ways he planned to torture his slaves in paradise. On October 5th, 1970, another card was sent to the Chronicle. Dear Editor, 
You'll hate me, but I've got to tell you. The place isn't any slower. The pace, not place. Um, in fact, it's just one big 13th, 12. Some of them fought. It was horrible. P.S. There are reports. City police pig cops are closing in on me. FK. I'm crackproof. What is the price tag now? Some believe that this was a hoax, but some detectives that are working really close to this case believe it really was from the Zodiac. There was 13 hole punches in the card as well. On October 27th, 1970, Paul Avery got a Halloween card that was signed Z and the cross-haired symbol. Paul's name was misspelled. It said Paul Averly. The word slaves was horizontally written and he misspelled paradise. He spelled it P-A-R-A-D-I-C-E and that was vertically put there. He wrote by fire, by gun, by knife, by rope. On one side of the card, it had a skeleton on it. There was a number 14 written on there. Was this a threat? It made the front page of the San Francisco Chronicle. The staff wore buttons that said, I am not Paul Avery. Paul wore it as well. He even carried a gun. Don't blame him. Two, two years before the murders of Dave Faraday and Betty Jensen, something was happening in Riverside, California. A woman named Cherry Bates graduated from Ramona High School. That fall, she enrolled into Riverside Community College. On October 30th, 1966, Cherry was at the campus library. That library closes at nine and she was there until close. Did she go home after? I don't think so because she never made it home. Neighbors in the area around 1030 heard screams on Halloween morning. The, or excuse me, not Halloween morning. <laughs> yeah, Halloween morning. I, I can't read apparently. On Halloween morning, the body of Cherry Bates was found not too far from the library between two houses that were going to be demolished. She was beaten and stabbed, but no sexual assault or a robbery. There was a men's Time X watch found with a torn wristband. The time was stopped at 1224, but the police think this happened earlier. They traced the watch to a series of watches that was sold on military posts. There was a heel print found, and it seemed to be military-style shoe between size 8 and 10. Cherry Bates's car had been disabled. The wires from the distributor cap was pulled. This must be how she was lured or something. On October 29th, 1966. Not October 29th. I, sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry. I meant November 29th, not October 29th. It wouldn't make sense for the letters to come then, but, um, so this is a month after Cherry died. Um, typewritten letters were mailed to the Riverside Police and the Riverside Press Enterprise. The confession they were titled. The person who wrote this claimed responsibility for the murder of Cherry Bates. It had details that were not told to the public. She was not the first and will not be the last. It had details of what happened to her and a motive. Um, Cherry turned him down, I guess. In December, a custodian at Riverside City College found a poem carved into the bottom of a desk at the library. It, it was called Sick of Living, Unwilling to Die. It had language that was close to the letters. At the bottom, the author 
carved the initials RH. On April 30th, 1967, another letter was sent to the Riverside Police and the Riverside Press Enterprise, and also Cherry Bates's father. Bates had to die. There will be more. But for her dad, he wrote she instead of her name, which I have no idea why. At the bottom of the letters, he signed it with a weird looking Z, letter Z. Cherry Bates' murder was never connected to the Zodiac, but I don't know that Z could possibly be him. Paul Avery mentioned the connection in an article he wrote in November of 1970. He even went to Riverside to talk to the police department. He gave the letters to Sherwin Morwell, a handwriting expert. He had experience with the Zodiac letters, and Sherwood definitely thinks this was the work of the Zodiac. Paul Avery made another article with this added on March 13th, 1971. The Zodiac sent a letter to the Los Angeles Times, which is a different newspaper. This is the Zodiac speaking. Like I have always said, I'm crack proof. If the blue meanies are ever going to catch me, they had best got off their bad asses plus do something because the longer they fiddle plus far around, the more slaves I will collect for my, my afterlife. I do have to give them credit for stumbling upon my Riverside activity, but they are only finding the easy ones. There are a hell of a lot more down there. The reason I'm writing to the Times is this. They don't bury me on the back pages like some of the others. SFPD 0, Zodiac 17+. plus. His numbers are rising and he is not giving any details. It's really weird. We don't know if the Zodiac was involved in Cherry's murder or not. There was a suspect, though. Ross Sullivan went to Glendale High School, where he graduated in 1959. He went to and worked at Riverside City College. He was kind of odd, like wrote a poem that upset people. After Cherry Bates was killed, Ross did not show up for work. In 1967, Ross transferred to a different college in Santa Cruz. On February 6, 1968, uh, Ross Sullivan was arrested for dancing naked in a trance. He was booked on indecent exposure and disorderly conduct. Ross was sent to a hospital for a 72-hour mental hold. He was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. He ended up being held at the Santa Cruz Mental Ward in 1973. The communication with the Zodiac stopped at that point. In September 1977, Ross Sullivan passed away. His cause of death is not known, but it could be heart failure. A lot of people consider him to be a main suspect or at least suspect suspects like one of the suspects for the zodiac a postcard was sent to the san francisco chronicle they got that on march 22nd 1971 to paul averly it had words and phrases cut out of advertisements and magazine letters it pointed to a lake tahoe and 12th victim 25 years 25 year old donna loss last sorry sorry was a nurse who lived in Stateline, California. She worked at the Sahara Tahoe Hotel and Casino by Lake Tahoe. In the early morning of September 6, 1970, Donna worked until 2 in the morning. Her last patient was at 1.40. She leaves and goes home, or so we think she goes home. Later that day, Donna's employer and her landlord got phone calls for, or from a man who claimed Donna had left town due to a family emergency. Donna last was never found. Her car was left at the apartment complex. She might have been at a Claire Tappan Lodge in North Northern California. They only found sunglasses, though. No clues to what happened to her. 
The police tried to think this was connected to the Zodiac, considering the fact that he did mention something in the Lake Tahoe area, but who really knows? Plus, this letter that was sent didn't really match how he usually writes. I mean, it was cut out of lettering, so it's, it's weird. Robert Domingos and Linda Edwards were seniors at Lompoc High School in the area around Santa Barbara, California. Robert was 18 years old and wanted to skip school for senior ditch day. I remember those days very well. 17-year-old Linda Edwards went along with him to skip that day as well. Since they were going to ditch, they went to a beach by Lompoc where they spent most of the day just laying in the sun and playing in the water. It sounds like the best day. Both Robert and Linda were shot several times in the back and chest with a 22 caliber. They were taken and put into a small shack along the beach. Linda was put on top of Robert and Linda's swimsuit top was cut by a knife. Whoever killed them tried to burn the shack down with matches, but it didn't seem to work. The police tried to prove that this was similar to the murders done by the Zodiac. I mean, they used a 22 caliber weapon. That same type of gun was used in the Lake Herman murders. Um, there was some rope found, so the police theorized that this person had... One person had tied the other, and then the Zodiac ended up tying them both. And then he in turn... Yeah, but they must have tried to get away, so this seemed similar to the attack in Lake Berryessa. But this case, being connected, has never been confirmed to this day. The person who claimed to be the Zodiac did not contact the San Francisco Chronicle until January 29th, 1974. So quite a few years of silence. It said, I saw and think The Exorcist was the best satirical comedy that I have ever seen. Signed, yours truly. He plunged himself into the billowy wave and an echo arose from the um, suicide's grave. And then T-I-T-W-I-L-L was repeated two more times after that. P.S. If I do not see this note in your paper, I will do something nasty, which you know I'm capable of. Me, 37, S-F-P-D, zero. So now he claims he has 37 victims. This letter also had another snippet of the Mikado and a symbol at the bottom, which no one can make out what it could be. Another letter was sent on February 14th. It was supposedly from a friend that told the editor that the initials for Symbionese Liberation Army, which is a left-wing terrorist group spelled SLA, it means kill in Norwegian, is what they're saying. I, d I don't know. This letter has not been confirmed to be from the Zodiac, though. On May 8th, the San Francisco Chronicle got another letter to the editor. They complained about Badlands, a movie that was advertised in the paper. They called themselves a citizen. The film glorified murder. They wanted the paper to take this movie out of the paper. A rather odd thing to add, I guess. Not sure if it's from the Zodiac, but it is believed to be from him because of the handwriting and how the person seemed in the letter. Another letter sent in July complaining about an anti-feminist named Marco Spinelli and his writings were published in the paper. This person signed the letter as the Red Phantom, red with rage, I guess. This has not been confirmed to be the Zodiac. So all these letters, so from the first few ones with all the ciphers and then these ones that uh, to me personally seem like a totally different person because they don't add 
any clues as compared to the other ones. It seems like he gave more information and, and then in the later ones, he doesn't give any information. So it kind of makes it seem like either it might be a hoax. These ones might be just copycat letters or, um, or they might actually be more like maybe it's more than one person. I, I don't know. To me, it's weird because it seems off compared to the other ones. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. I don't know. Remember Dave Toshi in 1976, he talked to a reporter about how active the investigation of the Zodiac is. He thinks that the Zodiac killer had still lived in the San Francisco Bay area. I wonder why the Zodiac claims 37 people. There are only six confirmed, well, six confirmed victims. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, he claims to have killed more, but has not claimed much, not, not given much, um, information on them, but his score keeps climbing. It's really weird. Dave Toshi also thinks the letters were a game. I agree. Well, not the first few, but the many letters later feel for sure like a game. Do you think you are going to catch the Zodiac killer? I'm no closer now to solving this. It's been a paper chase. My files are getting larger, but I doubt I'll get him unless he makes a mistake or strikes again. I don't know who or where he is. It's a huge head scratcher to me. Same. No real contact for four years. In April of 1978, a letter was sent to the San Francisco Chronicle. Dear editor, this is the Zodiac speaking. I'm back with you. Tell, so, I don't really know who he's talking about. It says, tell H-E-B-R-C-A-E-N, possibly misspelled. I am here. I have always been here. The city, that city pig Tashi is good, but I am smarter and better. He will get tired. Then leave me alone. I am waiting for a good movie about me. Who will play me? I am now in control of all things. Truly, uh, yours truly, Zodiac. Um, it says Zodiac, guess how many, basically an SFPD zero. A man named Armistead Maupin, who worked for the San Francisco Chronicle and wrote a book series about a detective in San Francisco, saw similarities between this letter and fan letters written to him in 1976. Armistead believed this letter was written by Detective Dave Toshi. Even his co-workers and other press media people thought he was writing some of it, like the recent letters. Dave admits to writing fan mail, but did not write a Zodiac letter. The paperwork would be annoying. Handwriting samples were taken, and he was cleared because they did not match. Was the letter from 1978 real? I don't know. To this day, it is not known. Some people say the handwriting seems similar, and, that's, and others say it's the tone that's not the same or something. Could be a random trying to get attention, could actually be the Zodiac. In 1981, a letter was sent to, to an Atlanta TV station, WXIA-TV, marked on, well, postmarked on March 8th, 1981. Hell, it's me. Haven't you people figured out who is killing these little people yet? I'll give you a hint. I used to be in San Francisco. I used to stalk women, but I like to kill children now. At all my victims bodies i have left certain clues but i guess it's too much for you rebels to handle so i guess i'll have to tell you i'll try to kill children because they are so easy to pick off by the way if you still have letters from the other murders i am not writing in the same handwriting the letter is signed the zodiac and had the crosshair uh, crosshair symbol the handwriting is indeed different from the other letters for sure this person seemed 
seemed to be taking credit for child murders in the Atlanta area. The letter was sent to the FBI and they looked into it, but nothing came about this really. A man named Robert Graysmith was a cartoonist for San Francisco Chronicle, was very interested in the Zodiac Killer. He documented everything like newspaper clippings and any evidence he could have. In 1986, he published a book called Zodiac. It became a bestseller. I mean, at least it kept the Zodiac talked about. Other people didn't like it, saying he threw everything around to see what would stick out. Like he would even talk to certain people and claimed what he put in the book was different. These people claimed what he put in the book was different from what they actually said. And he focused all his attention on one person. Someone did a review of the book that Robert Graysmith wrote and said he didn't pull all the correct facts, really. More of trying to play detective than focusing on the facts. He focused on a lot, like I said, on a guy suspected as a Zodiac by the name of Bob Starr, which was an alias. He didn't actually use the person's real name. It seems Zodiac... So it seems like like he was glorifying the the Zodiac more than like actually trying to figure out for the victim's sake, in my opinion. Sometime in May of 1986, another letter was sent to the San Francisco Chronicle. This is the Zodiac speaking. I am still out here and crack proof. I want you to know about my latest slaves that I have collected. About two weeks ago by uh, Sacramento, California, I will give you a clue to help you with the mystery. They were killed by freeway. The blue meanies almost caught me. The body count is growing now, 100 plus, all over the state of California and NA. SFPD0, Zodiac, 100 plus. This letter had its normal misspelled words. Not sure what NA stands for in estate terms, but it's there. It is assumed that the Zodiac is taking credit for the double murders of Koi Sachao and Choi Sully. They are Laotian um, couple that were shot repeatedly by Highway 99 and I-5 near Sacramento in April 1986. They were visiting their son in the hospital and they stopped on the highway. Someone shot them 15 times. I, I just... Oh, this letter is not 100%. Remember that book written by Robert Graysmith? Guess what he did? He told readers how to re recreate these letters. So anything at this point could be fake. This letter is considered a hoax. In New York City, between March of 1990 and March of 1993, eight people were shot. Five victims survived, but the two men and one woman had pretty bad injuries. One of the victims were, they are no longer alive, was a female, and she was shot once in the back and stabbed over 100 times. I don't understand how somebody could do that. Whoever did this started talking to the media and police and claimed to be the Zodiac Killer. This person killed based on their astrological sign. But in 1996, a 26-year-old named uh, Herberto Eddie Seda. Eddie was a fan of the Zodiac Killer, but he is not the Zodiac. He was sentenced to 232 years. That's the one that committed all those murders. The Zodiac case was open through the 90s, but they were not actively investigating it. Too much time has passed and not a lot of evidence to go on. The San Francisco Department said, a police department, I should say, said this case was inactive in April of 2004. On March 3rd, 2007, it was found that an American greeting Christmas card was sent to the San Francisco Chronicle. 
Inside the envelope was a photocopy of two U.S. postal keys on a magnet keychain. The handwriting from the Christmas card matched the writing from the Zodiac. This Christmas card will put the Zodiac contacting until then. In 2007, a movie about the Zodiac was made. It is based on the novel from 1986. Brian Hartnell even gave the movie a good review. So, remember that name I said earlier that was just an alias? Oh, it was, but we have a name now, an actual name, Arthur Allen. Arthur's dad was in the military. Arthur joined the Navy in 1956. His service only lasted until 1958. He was honorably discharged. Arthur moved to Vallejo, where his parents lived, and worked for a number of different jobs. He goes back to school and becomes a teacher. In 1966, he moves to Sacramento to work as an elementary school teacher, but he was fired in 1968. Apparently, he did some sexual misconduct with the students. I just... Uh, on October 4th, 1969, Arthur Allen was interviewed by Detective John Lynch from the Vallejo Police Department. John told him that he was seen in the area of the attack around the same time it happened. Arthur said he was out there scuba diving. In 1971, a man named Donald Cheney reported Arthur to the police. Arthur talked about his desire to kill people that he wanted that he wanted to have the nickname Zodiac. He also wanted to combine a flashlight to his gun for visibility at night, which is odd. Donald Cheney said that this conversation happened in 1969, a week after the Zodiac killings happened. On August 4th, 1971, Arthur Allen was questioned in Pinole, California, where he worked. He wore a Zodiac brand watch that and made references from a book called The Most Dangerous Game. The police got a search warrant for Arthur's house in 1972. There was no match to the handwriting, no fingerprints match, basically nothing. Arthur Allen was no longer a suspect. In 1974, Arthur was arrested for sexual acts with a 12-year-old boy. He pleaded guilty and was given a two-year sentence and was released later. Remember that book written by Robert Graysmith uh, called The Zodiac? A man that matched all of Arthur's characteristics that went by Bob Starr in the book. Well, the police just didn't have the evidence to charge him or anyone, really. The media figured it out and went to him constantly about it. In February 1991, Vallejo police searched Arthur Allen's property again. They found guns, which he shouldn't even have, but he wasn't charged with anything. Arthur did talk to reporters after all of this, taking, talking about his encounter with the police, what was taken by the search warrant, stuff like that. There were some typewriters taken that included a royal typewriter with an elite type, the same model used in the letter sent to the Riverside Police and the Riverside Press Herald. It is not known if any tests were done to confirm this or not. Arthur was never charged, but he felt harassed. In 1992, Arthur died because of heart issues and diabetes. Two days after that, the police searched his house for a third time, and they did take things but did not say what they were that caught their eyes. That watch had the same symbol used by the Zodiac in his letters in the Bay Area. Arthur lived in Vallejo, and the police think that this area is the home of the Zodiac. He worked not very far from Darlene Farron and just a few miles away from the area the Zodiac did the murders. Arthur was about six feet tall, weighed 250 pounds, and had light-colored hair. 
He had an interesting way of walking just like the Zodiac did. In 1991, Mike McGow was showed pictures. He identifies Arthur Allen. But the problem with this is that Mike said he was blinded by the flashlight and the gunshot flashes, so he didn't really get that great of a look at the person. The fingerprint found at the scene where Paul Stein was murdered, and there was one found at Cecilia Shepard's murder, Arthur Allen did not match those fingerprints. They had a palm print and other fingerprints found on the letters. Arthur did not match those. In 2002, the San Francisco police had a partial DNA profile from the DNA found on the letters, stamps, and envelopes, which is mind-boggling because you would think something would come out by this by now. Not necessarily, though, because stuff wasn't in the system back then, I guess. Still, I'm just like, even if we have this partial DNA, something should be happening, and it's frustrating. This was compared to Arthur's DNA, and it was not his DNA. But see, the DNA from a stamp was taken from the outside that could be anyone's DNA. Robert Graysmith said that Arthur could write with both of his hands, so it's possible that um, it's po- it's possible this is why none of the letters match the zodiac, or why none of his handwriting matched the zodiac letters. I laugh at that one because it's just ridiculous to me. Like. I mean, it's possible to write with both hands, but I, I don't think that that's why. It just seems ludicrous to even think like that. The police even looked at Don Cheney, the guy that reported him to the police. Donald told them he had once gone to Arthur's house and saw a stack of letters, which the other man had been meaning to send out. Arthur then asked Donald to help him finish by licking the stamps and put them all together. They used Donald's DNA against the partial DNA of the Zodiac and it did not match either. The police even tried to link the Zodiac to the Texarkana Moonlight Murders. There were shootings that happened in Texarkana, Texas in February and May of 1946. Five people were killed and three wounded. The killer was nicknamed the Phantom of the Phantom or the Phantom Killer because he would do the shootings and disappear quickly. The first victims, what the first two victims was Jimmy Hollis and Mary Larry. They were parked in a lover's lane when they were killed. The Phantom used or not killed, shot at. The Phantom used the same way that the Zodiac did. He used a flashlight to blind them and then told them to run off while he tried to shoot them. Jimmy Hollis said that this person wore a pillowcase over his head. He thinks he's a white man around 30 years old. Mary Larry described him as being an African-American male. He might have been young, tanned, or dark-skinned at the age of 30, who was six feet tall. This phantom killed in lover's lane type places and attacked a couple in their 30s in their house. He used a 32 caliber, but also used a 22 caliber. These killings stopped in 1946. Usually when that happens, the person who did this either died, was arrested, or something else, for for something else, or moved away. A lot of people have come into the picture trying to say their own idea of suspects. But these people, a lot of them, are just wanting to write a book or maybe a documentary, which I'm not surprised considering the way the true crime community is today with how people treat victims and victim families. It's all about your narrative on telling the story, not really what the victims have to say. In 2007, a man named Dennis Kaufman said that his stepdad, Jack Terrence, 
was the Zodiac. He gave stuff to the FBI. One item was a hood that seemed similar to the one the Zodiac wore on Lake Berryessa. DNA analysis of this hood came back inconclusive. In 2009, a man named Robert Tarbox said that the merchant, this merchant mariner had come to him for help in the 70s and said he was a Zodiac. This man wouldn't give him his name, but when he described the crimes, it seemed right. Robert said that the man was trying to stop before he did this again. This man never talked to him again after that. Robert Tarbox took out an ad in the Vallejo Times Herald to try and clear the name of Arthur Allen. Even Robert Graysmith said this could be possible that, that this man was the one that was the Zodiac. Robert Tarbox never said the name of this person, so it didn't really help anything. Steve Hoddle, a detective that wrote a book called The Black Dahlia Avenger, um, if you remember, his, he said his dad was the Black Dahlia. Um, he also said he was a Zodiac. Or he thought he was a Zodiac. Steve thought George was the killer of Black Dahlia, like I said. And then he said the same thing for the Zodiac based on the handwriting. He also thinks he matches the description of the Zodiac. Nothing has come out about this, though. Not 100%. Another man named Randy Kenny said that his friend Louis Myers confessed to him twice about being the Zodiac. Once in the 70s and again in 2001. He was dying of cirrhosis of the liver in 2001. Lewis went to the same schools with David and Betty and worked, I guess, at the same place Darlene worked. He had military boots similar to the ones described of the man at Lake Berryessa. He was in the service at one point. Between 1971 and 1973, when the Zodiac stopped sending letters, Lewis Myers was in Germany stationed. According to Lewis, the reason he did all of this was because of a bad breakup. But Lewis has never been named a suspect. A name of Richard Gajkowski has come up as a possible suspect as well. Richard was drafted in the U.S. Army when he was younger, served as a medic, and moved to the Bay Area later. He lived in Martinez, which is by Vallejo, and worked for Good Times, which was a newspaper. He looked similar to the composite sketch of the Zodiac. He also had a close relationship with Darlene Farron. Richard moved to New York at the same time Darlene and her husband did and worked at the same building James Crabtree worked in the Times um, Union newspaper, but Richard worked at the rival um, newspaper Knickerbocker News. Richard moved back to the Bay Area around the same time Darlene did, and he died in 2004 from lung cancer. Nancy Slover listened to records of Richard Gajkowski and said this was the same man that called dispatch that night. Does that mean it really was his voice? I don't know for sure. No one does. It was a long time ago. I just wish we could have had the recordings of the person that called. But again, this came with nothing. A man just named Watterson was a commercial airline pilot. He lived at Traverse Air Force Base in Fairfield, California. His wife went to the same school and college in Vallejo. He got a divorce from his wife at the time these murders started happening, and he took his kid to Lake Berryessa all the time. His wife tried to file for divorce in 1964 for mental abuse before they decided to be together again and try to work it out. Um, they were married until 1969 when they did actually get a divorce. On, or excuse me, 
1964, Watterson was talked to by the police after a woman was abducted by Sahara Tahoe. She was not killed, but remember Donna Lass from Lake Tahoe, Mm -hmm. where she, she worked at that hotel. He lived in Los Angeles at the time. The Zodiac sent his letter to the LA Times in 1971. He was 5'11", weighing 190 pounds, and was a stocky build with military haircut. Honestly, this does match. This has not been confirmed, though, just like all the others. What if these murders were not by just one person, or they were not related by someone or others? Try to take credit for it. There was a book called The Great Zodiac Killer Hoax of 1969. The author thinks that the Zodiac was created by someone who wanted to connect crimes for the publicity to start a panic. I don't know if I ever thought this, but I did think in the later letters it seemed like it wasn't the same person. So let's just run through some things. So the first two crimes, the Lake Herman murders and the Blue Rock Springs, well, one of them was killed, the other survived. They were linked because um, the Zodiac gave police and the media details that only that person would know. Like the in the second one, he talked about um, how he, you know, with like like how many shots he had and what kind of gun he used in the second one, the Luger. And none of this was published to the media because it literally just happened. Then the Larry Bessa attack. The Lake Berryessa, excuse me. He wrote on Brian Hartnell's car. And it matches the Zodiac letters. And he only had information that the killer would know. Then after Paul Stein's murder on Presedo Heights by that, the same writer, uh, same letter writer, the Zodiac, mailed pieces of his bloody shirt to the San Francisco Chronicle and Melvin Belly. So, honestly, how can this not be the Zodiac, at least these specific ones? Because, I mean, unless somebody got the shirt wrong, like the bloody, like the blood comparing to Paul Stein wrong, I don't, I don't really see how this could be any of those ones at least be wrong. Maybe the later letters are not the Zodiac. I believe the 1978 one for sure was probably him. I mean, I think so. I'm not going to give so much attention to what I think because I'm not a cop. I'm also not a detective. I'm not anything. Um, But I, I think that the letters that we're talking specifically about the six victims that we know for sure probably was the Zodiac and the 1978 letter. I think all those letters before it started going off, like I said, was the Zodiac. I think that was for sure one person. Yeah, and I'm not sure about, like, um, like the Riverside murder of Cherry Bates um, and then the disappearance of Donna Lass, but uh, who really knows? 
I can't say this was a hoax because, you know, the, the amount of manpower, the amount of investigating, I, I don't know. Like I said, the other letters seemed off. It could still be him. Like, um, I don't know if I 100% believe that the Halloween card that was sent was him. Um, like I said, just the letters from the six crimes that happened. And then the, uh, and then the other, and then the 1978 letter, I 100% believe that was a Zodiac. I don't believe it was a hoax because this person, I mean, so many, so many police officers were involved in this and, and, and they, they did their best to try to figure out who it was and they dedicated so much of their time on it. And I just, to say it's a hoax is really ridiculous and I'm not going to say it is because actual people were killed. I don't think it was done by different people. Yes, it's weird that he used different um, ways of killing people, but I definitely think it was one person. Beyond that, though, I don't I don't know if Cherry Bates, the Donna Lass, any of the other ones, um, you know, the Lation couple. I, I don't know if any of that is connected. Um, but the ones I'm specifically talking about, the six victims. Those ones I definitely think were by one person in the same the Zodiac, I definitely believe. And then, you know, so many people have come forward saying, you know, a friend, a family member, a neighbor, co-worker had some kind of secret um, that they knew that this could have been them. I think it makes it worse for police if people do that, come forward with all this fake stuff like, oh, well, I know my friend did that, so I know my friend did that. Uh, I know this person that did this because he seemed so off. You know what I mean? Like, it, and then the way that Arthur Allen was treated, I don't necessarily know if he was the Zodiac, but um, they searched his house several times. They compared everything they could to what they had for evidence and he, he didn't match anything. So it just seemed like, I mean, I get it. You know, you're desperate to find out who did this. Um, but I don't know. It just seemed ridiculous. <clears throat> in February of 2011, America's Most Wanted helped. Well, it had. A picture of Darlene Farron in it, um, standing next to a. A young man, he's good-looking, has dark hair, glasses, and looks pretty similar to the suspect sketches of the Zodiac Killer. They don't know who this man is. Not police, not the media, not even the internet, who have dedicated their free time to trying to solve this puzzle. The... They think that this picture was taken in San Francisco in 1966 or 1967. I mean, I don't know. I only mention this because somebody must know who that is. I mean, it's so eerie because some of the descriptions of the Zodiac looks exactly like how this is described. So I don't know. Um... And the Zodiac is probably not alive. 
um, whoever did it, especially since they said like youngish, like early 30s-ish, he's probably, probably, he could still be alive. I don't know. 